good morning, Springbrook. I just love getting together on Sundays and seeing you guys and uh, just spending time together worshiping uh, the Lord. It's always refreshing to me. This past week we've been installing some new kitchen cabinets. Uh, our old cabinets are probably the original ones when the house was built in 1975. So we wanted to... Uh, Get them out of there before the 40th anniversary. All right? <laughs> Retire them, and they were coming apart as well. Uh, so we, we took on this project, and uh, so I started to tear out the cabinets, and it went okay, but there were these deeply embedded nails that I could just not get to. So I went to the YouTube guy. Don't you love the YouTube guy? I mean, Ace used to be a place with a helper. Helpful, hardware man. But now it's Mr. YouTube. Now, sometimes I wonder what motivates these people to put these videos up. And I don't care. I just love them. Because I'm a pretty simple guy. And I need lots of help. So I always check YouTube first. That saves a lot of time. So what I did was I uh, used the, tool, well, the tools that I'm most familiar with. The first one is the almighty hammer. The all-purpose tool. I think we have five of these in our house somewhere. <laughs> you, know, you just got to have them all over the place. Uh, the second uh, critical tool is the screwdriver. And this particular screwdriver is one of those, you know, two Phillips and uh, two flatheads on it. So these are the tools that I know and love the best. And whenever I start on a a house project, I get to know other tools. <laughs> so I was doing this, and I said, there's got to be a better way. So I looked at YouTube, and what they said was, you got to get a claw. you got to get a claw. So I went to Lowe's and got a claw. And, oh, this is awesome with nails. Oh, I, I was yanking them out. I was going to town after I had been so frustrated uh, before. One of the problems was is that I bought it one day, and uh, I put it down in our house of the mess, and put it down. And when when it came to use it, time to use it, I couldn't find it, so I had to go buy another one. Yeah, exactly. Here's my other claw. I had to buy another claw. And I tell you what, five minutes after I got home, what did I find? The original claw, of course! Are we having fun yet? Oh, yes! <laughs> it's good to have two of everything. Uh, so what happened on Wednesday night is Jeff DeRoach and my son Tommy, uh, we started to work at removing uh, these particular cabinets. And uh, we had the claw, so we were all good, but it did take a lot of time. So I was talking with uh, Kurt Herman back here. And I was saying, Kurt, can you give me some insights in how I can speed up the process? And he said, well, are you going to keep the cabinets? And I said, well, no. Well, just destroy them. And he told me about my new friend, the sledgehammer. <laughs> On Friday night, I was just going at it. The dogs were just terrified as I, as I ripped apart the countertop and ripped apart the cabinets and it's the most fun I've had doing something around the house in a long, long time. <laughs> well, I, I'm just so thankful uh, for uh, Dale Benson, a friend of mine, and his daughters came over. Uh, they know what they're doing. And uh, for Phil Gannison and Gaden Brandt. And that's what's great about being part of a family is that you can call on people and you can trust them. Uh, so... This is a toolbox. Now, God has toolboxes. This is Springbrook Community Church. And then we have, let's say, Willow Huntley. Uh, we've got um, the Journey Church over here uh, and other churches. They're all toolboxes because God wants to complete His mission. So what He does, He promises in Scripture that He will put every tool that our ministry needs or any other ministry needs in this toolbox. He promises that. So we have everybody that we need to do our ministry here at Springbrook. So you are a tool. 
let me clarify here. Look up here it says tool, uh, a stupid, useless, or socially in a person. Uh, that's not what I'm calling you, okay? Just to make that clear. Let's go to the next definition. An implement, especially one held in the hand, is a hammer, saw, or file, uh, while performing or facilitating mechanical operations. So we are a tool of God. We're a tool of God to reach people for Jesus, to disciple them, to be givers of grace. Let's go back to a familiar verse, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God, not as a result of works so that no one can boast. That is the gospel. That's the good news that we want to carry wherever we go. And we want to see people make that decision to follow Christ. Now the next verse people aren't as familiar with, but it's tied right in with it. The whole Ephesians 2 chapter about how you're spiritually dead and God brings you to spiritual life. Ephesians 2.10 it says, For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So you are God's workmanship. How many of you moms uh, have something that your child made for you? You know, the clay and the urn, all that kind of stuff, right? A dish, a cup. Anybody have any of those? Now, why are you keeping that stuff? There's much better cups out there and dishes. <laughs> They're not too functional, aren't they? Well, because they were handmade for you by your children. And friends, we are handmade by the mighty God uniquely for us. He made us in such a way in order that we might glorify Him on this earth. And and He he had His plan all laid out even before creation. So He knew what you're supposed to do this week, okay? And doing your good works and serving people and loving people that we should walk in them. So the idea of having a spiritual gift, uh, uh, ministering, is the idea that you're walking. It's a daily lifestyle. And that's something very, very precious to understand. Let's look at Isaiah 64.8. is another verse that gives us some insight on this. Uh, but, but now, Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Have you ever told the potter that he's doing something wrong? And you're sitting there in your lump of clay. (laughs) And God is molding you through challenges and tests in your life. Oh, hey, hey, that hurts. Come on, man. What are you doing? God would say, I'm molding you into what I need. I'm molding you into a special tool that will be used. But I don't like it. I'm molding you, <laughs> right? So any tests that are going on in your life right now, just think of God at the potter's wheel. And He's forming you, molding you, and making you the person that He desires you to be, to be glorifying Him. Now, we talked about spiritual gifts last week. Rich did a great job of presenting it. And please go to his class. That is one of the most valuable classes that we have. You need to find out what your spiritual gift is. Here's a quick definition. A spiritual gift is a God-given ability. A God-given ability. So when a person becomes a Christ follower, you have the opportunity, let's say, to lead a person into a relationship uh, with Christ. Uh, There's some things you should tell them. Of course, you tell them that they've been saved and uh, they're going to heaven. Uh, but that they have the Holy Spirit within them. They have a new nature, a new capacity to do what God wants them to do. And they've been given some spiritual gifts. All of us have one, most two or three uh, differing degrees. But it's a God-given ability that you didn't have before that came at salvation. Not natural. To serve God and other Christians... And believers are throughout God and other Christians in such a way that Christ is glorified and believers are edified. So what is the purpose of your spiritual gift? Now, sometimes people just think, oh, well, I just use my gift wherever. And, and that, that's good. 
But the primary reason God gave you the spiritual gifts that you have are to use in this local body. That's right. Now, as you're a part of our family, your responsibility that God has given you is to use your gift to give other people grace. And that's why you're here. Some say, well, I chose this church. No, you didn't. You did not choose this church. I'm sorry. God chose this church for you because he knew that we needed a razor knife. (laughs) We need a razor knife, okay? We lost one, and now we need one, and you came, and you're the perfect fit. So God chose the church for you, and he also chose how you are going to build up the body. We go to the next slide. Is he first Peter four ten? As each has received a gift, spiritual gift, use it to serve one another. That's a command, right? To use your spiritual gift. That, that that's one of the most important things you you should know what your spiritual gift is and how you can use it. That's a process as you develop in the Christian life as good stewards. So you've been given. Some gifts, they, they've been entrusted to you. They don't belong to you, but God gave you those gifts to use. What? For God's varied grace. God's multicolored grace. And friends, I say this a lot, but, you know, we all have challenges in our lives, and sometimes we have chronic uh, challenges that go on in our lives. And what, what, what God wants for you to experience is His grace. There's many ways that can come in Scripture and prayer. But you know one of the main ways is? It's you showing grace to somebody else in our body. It's you serving someone. It's you listening to someone. It's you encouraging someone. It's you showing compassion. That is your role, whatever your gift might be. And it's specialized for this family. God has put you there to fulfill it. And I tell you, I can't tell you how many times when I've woken up and have not been in the best of moods, whatever issue it might be, it's on my mind. And, and God gives new mercies in the morning, right? He just shows up. I mean, I, I'm in a bad mood, and all of a sudden, you know, somebody gives me a phone Somebody calls me, um, I see something on the internet, or read something in Scripture, and I feel this strength that I didn't have before. Well, that's the grace of God. And, and the incredible thing is that all of you who are Christians, you have a gift or gifts. And you have the great privilege of feeding grace into people who need it so much. Let's go to the next slide. 1 Peter 4.11. Now, this talks about some different spiritual gifts. Uh, speaks, teaching, uh, and then also service. But listen to how it's stated. Whoever speaks as one who speaks the oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified. Through Jesus Christ, to Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And amen. Yeah, so I look at this verse, and what does it tell me about my spiritual gift? For example, I'm teaching, so I'm speaking oracles of God. That refers to the Old Testament scriptures. So I'm teaching uh, the Old Testament scriptures, or they were in that day. Uh, and it says, whoever speaks is one who speaks oracles of God. This verse tells me that my spiritual gift is very important. And I need to use it. I need to develop it. And then whoever serves. Okay, I'm serving. No, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Every spiritual gift is Holy Spirit 
fueled. And when I read this verse, I say, hey, every spiritual gift is critical to use and to develop and to put to work in our church family. Let's go to the next slide. Your spiritual gifts determine your job description in your local church family. God is not a cookie cutter <laughs> developer. No, he makes us each uniquely. And sometimes people who don't know, they say, oh, I'll go to this church and you know, I'll get involved in that ministry or, or whatever. But again, what you need to realize, God shows you, he puts you here. You need to discover what your gift is and put that gift into use. For example, uh, I have a gift of uh, teaching, uh, leadership, evangelism, and those are that, that's my job description. If I was a senior pastor here or wherever I was, would be to use those gifts in whatever capacity God wanted me to use them. So you have a very unique job description here at Springbrook. Let's look at some of the different gifts here. We have uh, teaching, of course, and there's like 27 listed in Scripture. Uh, service, uh, that's the type of person who just loves to serve. They just want to help out. It doesn't matter what it is. They just want to be in ministry. Or the gift of administration. Oh, every ministry needs somebody like that, right? Or discernment, being able to discern you know, what's right and what's wrong or discern things in a person's spirit. And faith. Oh, that's an important one. Somebody's got to have the gift of faith, right? Then we go on to others and we see leadership. We need leadership in each of our ministries. Helps, like service. Again, teaching wisdom. That, that, that is really important. If you are a small group leader or someone who is... Uh, discipling someone. Now, you don't have to have the gift of wisdom, but if you have the gift of wisdom, be sure to use it in whatever capacity. And generosity. Some people just love to give to God. Now, what are the four things we're supposed to do with our spiritual gifts? Let's look at this next slide. First of all, we need to discover them. And usually people discover their spiritual gifts by just jumping into ministry. Oh, I don't like that one. I don't, you know, until finally they, they find this ministry that just drives them uh, you know, with, with, with a love and a desire. And it's really fun because they found a ministry where they can put their spiritual gift to use. I want you guys to take out this yellow uh, sheet. Yellow sheet, if everybody could do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. Okay? This is what we call our first serve survey. So we want to encourage you to discover your spiritual gift, like going to Rich's class, asking other people. There's a lot of different ways. Now, Rich's class, that's an excellent presentation. Now, first serve. So we invite everyone, because this is a journey. I mean, you go throughout your life and you, you discover what your spiritual gifts are and some are stronger at other times. And so, so you just listen to God and where he wants to use your gift. So we're going to fill this out today. And uh, it's a first serve sign up, which means that you have an interest in one of these ministries. When you make the check mark, it does not mean that uh, you're <laughs> have a 10-year service contract with us. No. It means you're just interested. And so somebody will give you a call, and they'll talk about that ministry, and you'll decide if you want to do it for a serve. Just one time. Just one time with junior hires. You can see if you like it. Just one time uh, with our kids. So it's a great way because you can move more quickly in discovering your spiritual gift because you say, well, that doesn't match me. So you try another ministry. You do another uh, for a serve. And so if you look at the pamphlet, you'll see so many different areas that we have here at our church. And this particular survey, as you reflect on it, answers the question, why am I here? Why did God bring me to Springbrook? This tool, as you try out different ministries, 
can help you discover who you are in Christ. So I encourage you to fill in that information on page uh, 2. There's some more information about uh, the first serve on the first page. And we're going to be talking about some of these different ministries where we need tools that we know are here because God told us they'd be here. But sometimes, because of spiritual immaturity or whatever reason, people aren't serving, people aren't using their gifts. And that's a problem because I'll go here to my toolbox and look for a socket wrench, and there isn't a socket wrench. How can that be? We need a socket wrench. God promises a socket wrench. It most likely is somebody who's here today who is not yet engaged in ministry. They've not yet gotten their feet wet. And I tell you what, it is such a joy to serve. So first we discover them. Then we use them. We want to find a ministry where you can use your spiritual gift. Then you develop them. When you have the gift, let's say, of, of say, uh, wisdom, okay? You have been given that gift to use, but also you develop it throughout the years. You make it stronger and stronger. Number one, so you can be an example to everyone else about the gift of wisdom, and they'll see it in your life, and they'll talk to you about it. You're so wise. and You know what? That's my spiritual gift. God gave that to me. I don't and it's great, but that's my spiritual gift. And, and we just need to realize, you know, there's no special spiritual gifts. We need them all, all right? And don't compare yourself to other people. God's going to give you the gift that He wants you to give, and He will give it to you uh, with joy. So all your life, as you know your spiritual gifts, it's just like you know, taking uh, ongoing education online, maybe, you know? If you... Uh, course, teach. There's a lot of things you can learn about that and develop that particular gift. Administration, the same thing. You get what I'm saying? God has made you uniquely and He's put you here and what you are to do as part of being a committed Christ follower is to discover your gift and use it and develop it. And finally, we'll see here, model. Model them. Model them, as I said before. Because you're going to bless so many people uh, with your gift. And you also can be a teacher. So you can teach other people about this particular gift. And it, it really is just so encouraging when, when people learn this. Because oh, I'm just going to this church and, well, maybe I'll try that in ministry. No, 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 no. God has a plan for you. He specially made you. Let's look at another acronym that might help us in understanding this. SHAPE. You've got to know your shape. First, it's spiritual gifts. Then it's your heart passion. What really gets your heart racing? Where do you feel so much energy towards? For example, maybe uh, it's the kids. You love spending time uh, with the kids, and that, that just refreshes you so much. Or maybe it's uh, being a small group leader. Maybe that's where your sweet spot is, of wisdom and discernment maybe. Again, you don't have to have the spiritual gift to do the particular ministry. But again, you have a spiritual gift and you discover that and then put it in uh, to action. So again, you develop that spiritual gift. So your heart uh, might be for seniors. Your heart might be for uh, divorced people. You've got to find out what your passion is because any of the spiritual gifts can be used in any ministry. For example, we look at the spiritual gifts here. We need all these gifts in our youth ministry. All these gifts in our kids' ministry. So we've got a lot of uh, opportunities where you can discover and enjoy your gift. Your personality. (laughs) I tell you what, getting people up on this stage over the years, (laughs) I've offered them cash, (laughs) Say that we'll kind of put a screen. <laughs> you know, they don't want to get up here. It just scares them to death. But you put them in an administrative role in a ministry man, and they are loving it. You know, they're getting the job done. They're moving the ball down the field for that particular ministry. So let's look at the secret of ministry 
What is the secret about ministry? So many people do not know this because they have not experienced. The secret about ministry is that it is meaningful and satisfying. You know, sometimes, you know, when we're doing things around the community or maybe other tasks uh, for people, we think, oh, okay, well, I'll help this person, I'll serve this person, I'll do that, because I should do it, that kind of thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> when it comes to serving God, I tell you, God is so good because He always gives back much more than we give Him, doesn't He? So we get involved in a ministry, and it is so rewarding. It's hard. You know, it's, it takes a lot of energy. But I tell you, the meaning and the joy uh, that comes to you and feeds you, it really does feed you, it feeds your spiritual life, that's the secret about ministry. Because some people just view it as another task. No, 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 no. God designed you. God planned every good work that you would do. And when we talk about spiritual gifts, we talk about ministry commitments. When we talk about church. So we encourage people to have a spiritual gift focus. So once you find out what your spiritual gift is, put it to work in one of the ministries of our church. Then we encourage people to have a minor ministry commitment. Because we all have all kinds of needs in our church. We need kids in our Kid City program. And we might not have all the people who are passionate about it, but sometimes you just have to fill a need within a family, right? It just has to be done, and you are willing uh, to step into that for a time in order to help our family out. So let's go back here. Okay, we got this toolbox here. And what are these tools for? Well, these tools are used in fulfilling the Great Commission. Let's look at it. Look at Matthew 28. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. We're just continuing to, to dive deeper into discipleship in terms of programs and things that we're planning, trying to really create a culture of discipleship, as we talked about through Disciple Driven. Uh, baptizing them, you know, you want to be here next week. You really are going to miss something if you aren't here. You'll experience grace next week as you hear stories of people's lives who have been changed. Teaching them, right? That's what you do when you're a disciple. You teach. You teach your children. You're discipling them. And behold, I am with you always. That is our mission. That's what we're to do. You remember... Uh, September 11th, of course, this past week, uh, the anniversary of the attacks. And, oh, just think back, it's unimaginable how many lives were lost. And I always remember the story of uh, Todd Beamer. Remember what he said? What did he say? Let's roll. That's right. Let's roll. What had happened? Well, he was on Flight 93 out of Indiana, <clears throat> in Indianapolis, that is. And... During that flight, the four hijackers got up with bandanas and they stormed the cockpit, they killed the pilots, they took over the plane, as you know, and the Twin Towers had already gone down. So they said, hey, we're in control of this plane. Uh, sit tight, you know. So what happened was is people started to make calls and realize that those planes had hit the towers. So they realized that this was a massive plot. Some of them did, like Tom Beamer. And he said, hey, we are all going to die here because they're using this as a suicide mission. So Todd started to talk with some other guys, and he said, let's, let's storm the guy with a bomb. <laughs> okay, the guy who had a bomb. Let's just rush him. And again, we know we're going to die anyway. Well, let's save other people while we're, we're, we're experiencing that. And uh, he did. And that flight went down in uh, Pennsylvania. And who knows where that flight was headed? The White House? I don't know. But Todd was courageous because he had a mission to save lives. It's a wonderful, dramatic story to hear. But you know what, friends? Our responsibility as a church family is so much important, so much more important than what Todd Beamer did. 
Todd Beamer was a Christian. He was a Christ follower. He had a greater mission in his life. Not just to save people from death, but to save people from eternal death. And that's what we're all about. We want to bring people to Jesus and you know, help them experience that new freedom that Jesus gives when He transforms uh, their lives. Now, when we think about discipleship, what is the most important generation that we need to disciple? Kids! Yeah, exactly, right? They are the future of the church. Those little guys back there have all kinds of energy. They are going to be the church leaders in 20 years or so. So that's why we, we invest in them. We, we disciple everyone, but we, we take special note of them because we want them to grow up as strong believers in this culture and we want them to continue the mission that uh, we were a part of when we were alive, right? In fact, uh, there's a lot of emphasis on the next generation. There's a, four, a 14 window. Most people become Christ followers between four years old and 14. 80% of people become Christ followers before they're 18. Well, just do the math. Where should you put your resources, right? In the youth ministry, in the kids' ministry. Watch this video.
Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I saw that video. I, Lori showed it for the uh, Lana leaders. And man, that, that is very powerful. And it's so true. You can find a longer version online. But, but share that with your friends online. Get that message out about reaching kids. And I want to talk briefly with some people here who are part of our mission in reaching children. And they're on the front lines. Amanda, I want you to step up here. Uh, Amanda's involved in our Awana Club. She is our Sparks Director. That's uh, kindergarten, first, and second grade. That's right, yeah. So tell me, Amanda, what brings you satisfaction and mean and joy as you're involved? Yeah, you're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> well, go ahead, Amy. Just, just speak loudly. I have a new mic. I have an, we have an eight-year-old, and, it, and, and I got involved in Awano through him. And so, of course, one of the biggest parts, parts of the ministry is just to enjoy watching my son mature in Christ. My son actually um, made a faith commitment a year and a half ago. No. Hello, Dustin. God's tool. Let's thank her for her ministry. Then we have uh, Jim and Tammy Ashburn. Why don't you guys stand up? And they have been critical tools in establishing our new kid city and the transformation that's taken uh, place this past year and the excitement. I mean, they, they, they've been serving every week, taking care of uh, the teaching time and the lights and oh. Dan really makes it fun, and she really makes it fun by leading the kids and the kids who are leading the singing. So what is so meaningful and satisfying to you about that ministry? Well, being able to come every Sunday morning, worship, um, not have to listen to you, um, really makes makes it a a, a time. I mean, honestly, we see a few kids when we started – um, singing the same songs that we sung when we were kids. Um, it, oh, so happy to now be able to uh, put songs that, that they sing all week long. Um, Tammy, you know, leading, uh, leading the worship team. We've got the junior high and high school kids that are excited, um, asking us all summer, when are we starting, when are we starting, when are we starting? So giving them a chance that they can use their talents been able to, there's a lot of talents sometimes that are not seen from the front. Um, if, you know, we see Dan every week preaching, um, and we see the, the, the uh, music leaders um, up on stage, and they're very noticeable, but get rid of the guys and the ladies in the back, and you won't hear, you don't see. Um, yeah. And if they don't do their job right, you notice, but if they do their job right, you don't even know they're here. And that's what 
you know, one of my talents and, you know, my spiritual gift of, of leadership, uh, I'm sorry, of, of teaching and administration, that I can use those, those skills that, um, that I can bring to other junior high kids and other high school kids that they're not sure where they fit in. All of a sudden they're able to fit. Um, it's just, it's, it's very, very important that we can um, be able to use the talents that God's given us. Because if we, all, you know, I took summer break off, um, and it was really hard. I love doing all the tech and the behind the scenes and the work I fulfilled. I know for um, for us, we're able to serve together, and that just strengthens our marriage to see each other giving to God, and it brings so much to our relationship. Though it hasn't always been that way. I mean, in years past, we've served in different ministries separately, um, but it's a great opportunity right now. And I just have to say, you guys have done an amazing job in parenting. I love seeing your children every week. They just fill over joy, and you just soak it up. I mean, it looks like a really draining job when I'm up there jumping and singing and spinning, and but at the same time, the energy that they give back, you can't explain. Like, it just, I walk out of the door on Sunday, and I am filled to overflowing. So I just encourage you, I know in when God was whispering to me about Kids City, and I was like Jonah. I went and ran away, and I said, no, I am not, I don't have skills. What are you talking about? I can't really do this. And God, being who he is, wouldn't let that go. He's like, nope, I'm on you. And so I finally said, you're right, God, I'm going to do it. And, you know, you feel like you're offering so little, but God is so amazing, and he just makes it grow to something that you could never imagine. Let's thank the Astros. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> now they, they got to get back to work. <laughs> Sherry Belke, stand up. She is a uh, fifth grade small group leader. Yes. What do you find so uh, joyful and meaningful about ministering there? Well, I love children. Came from a family of seven kids, and I love being with children. So every week it's just a blessing to me to be with them. Um, and I'm a senior, too, and um, I came to realize that the days that God has left for me, I can do nothing more than try to influence some, somebody to either come to know Lord, the Lord Jesus as their Savior or to grow in their faith. And last year, um, God truly, truly blessed me and gave me the opportunity to actually um, be instrumental in leading some of the children to the first time commitment to ask Jesus wow, to be Wow, isn't that great? And <laughs> if that doesn't bring you joy, I don't oh, know what does. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. And Kid yeah. City is a program that is run so well. Yeah. The ladies uh, that are in charge of this are wonderful. Uh, Tammy and her husband, the energy level they have, it is so much fun. The kids love it. The dancing and singing, we have bubbles blowing all over this morning, and they just have such a great time. And um, you, all you have to do is give like an hour and a half of your time and prayer time for the program and the children. But uh, you get an email once a week telling you what you're going to be studying. We have a, a gifted teacher teaching the Bible lesson. When you break out in your small group, um, everything is provided. You pick up a bin. If there's a craft, everything's in it. If there's a game, everything is explained. Every minute of your time with the children is So anybody is can do it, right? Anybody can do it. <laughs> if you have Amen. an hour and a half and you That's you can right. pray, that, you know, needing to pray is probably the most uh, important thing, Thank too. Thank you so much, Sherry. Yeah. God's tool in our ministry. Now, we have a significant need uh, in Kid City uh, for small group leaders, like she was explaining, her role, uh, two teachers in pre-K, that's every other week, and the group leaders are every other week, and two toddler helpers, that's once a month, 
and seven Kid City support staff. That might be security, registration, and that's once a month. So if you feel God leading you, and I would encourage you, because this is one of the things we just have to do. And people have to step up and say, well, that's not my first choice. Well, step in because it really is a very significant ministry as we disciple the next generation. So uh, you can check Awana there uh, or check children's ministry. And, uh, again, somebody will call you and just answer your questions. And if you want to do a first serve with that, uh, you can. Others are a small group host. Uh, we need more people uh, to facilitate small groups. Not be the, like the main teacher, but like we're starting Soul Detox, which is a video series. Uh, so you might be interested in that. Or the First Impressions team. Uh, the Facilities Ministry team. Some people just have a passion for grass. They just love to cut grass. Now, most of us don't understand that. But everybody has a passion, right? <laughs> Our production, those guys back there working so hard, making this service happen. Maybe you want to be on the soundboard or multimedia with the slides or uh, the lights up there. And uh, we need more people in those positions. So just check it off so that you can have a conversation with somebody and see if that might be the place uh, for you. And we have worship arts, obviously our worship team. If you're interested in that, a decor team, that's a key area, a decor team. We lost some people who moved uh, that were doing that. So if you, again, uh, please, we really need help in that particular area. And community outreach and compassion. Uh, we have Kids Hope, uh, which we'll talk about another time. But Kids Hope is where you go weekly to Lake in the Hills Elementary and you mentor a child. And uh, there's some great stories, but maybe we'll talk about that uh, next week. Uh, then we have website and uh, social media. This is really important. What I want more than anything is somebody who can put a video together, even if you're just wanting to learn to put a video together. Because I've been looking a long time. I've been asking a lot of people, and I know there is a tool out there, God's tool, that will help me out in this area. It really is. Also, our website. Uh, we need somebody to help with the website and a bunch of IT people. <laughs> Please, you know, if God leads you, check that off. Office administration, helping out at the office, check that off. And then if there's special interest here, okay, so uh, if you want to put it on video, web, whatever, or anything that maybe I haven't mentioned, and then truck or treat. We're doing truck or treat again this year on October the 25th, we had 600 kids out last year, and 200 of those kids we did not know. It was a community outreach, and Phil Gannison has taken the role in that particular area, and I'm so thankful uh, for him. Yeah, so please, uh, again, fill this out, and you can drop it in the baskets at the back. Uh, if you need some time to pray about it, take it home and think about it, and uh, again, just you know, talk with some people about it. I know a lot of people have fears about the involved ministry. You know, I'm, I wouldn't do well at that. Well, you'd be surprised at what you do well at. You just haven't discovered it yet. And we want to help you to discover it so you can give grace to our family and you can experience the joy of being a unique tool that God is using in our church. Hey, listen, we got some postcards here. we got our Soul Detox series coming up. Our fall outreach, and I am very excited about uh, heading into this. And one of the purposes, main purpose of the outreach, of course, is to bring new people in to experience our church. So we had these printed up, and uh, it's a nice size. You can fold it if you want, put it in your pocket. But again, it tells about Trunk or Treat and Kid City, and and the whole idea of toxic is again letting God let allowing God to clean our souls. Because our souls are always affected by the world every week, every day. So it's a whole idea of how do we, you know, grow to be more like God in the way uh, that we think and act. Now, again, you can mail these. You can mail these, all right? And this is the one idea we had because sometimes people, they don't want to go up to a neighbor, uh, you know, shy, whatever. Uh, but this way you can mail it. To a neighbor. All you have to do 
is put the address down here and put a stamp on it. And then uh, you can mail it to your neighbors. You can just go down the street and get the, the numbers, right? And if you write real carefully, they won't know it's you. <laughs> That's right. But friends, please be praying for this. We want to see people come to Christ. We want to disciple people. People are hurting so much. People are lost. Can you imagine your life without Jesus? Friends, I pray that a passion would grow in us to go out there and and invite people in whatever way you feel comfortable with. Oh, one more thing. I need somebody or people who would be willing to go to the different stores and just, you know, put up an information flyer. So write that in. If you'd be willing just to go to different stores and ask if you can put this up or something else, I'd really appreciate that as well. Well, I love you guys so much. And this, this message can transform your life. There are so many Christians who are just spectators, and they're missing out on the main deal. And you see, the key to being part of a church is to be engaged. The more you attend on Sundays, the more you go to small groups, the more you're involved in ministry, the more you're going to develop friendships. And you're going to say, I'm committed to Springbrook. God put me here. And then we would encourage you to become a member. Because that's what membership is. It really is a growth step saying, hey, I'm not here just for a while. I'm here to stay. Unless God calls me elsewhere. Uh, amen. Well, we get our prayer team come forward at this time. Uh, we would love to pray for whatever need uh, you're struggling uh, with today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I have experienced so much joy in my life because not only have I been able to use my spiritual gift, but you've given me the greatest privilege of being able to put my full-time effort into it, making disciples. I can't say thank you enough. And I, I just want my friends to know here <laughs> the more you become engaged in the mission, the more you find your spiritual gift, man, it just changes the way you look at your Christian life and the reason you're here on earth. Lord, I pray that you would guide each person in whatever direction you would want them to go. In Christ's name, amen. Thanks so much for being here uh, today. And... Uh, you're reflecting on how God wants to use you.